Welcome to the Love Works Here podcast. I'm Sean York. And I'm Hannah Gorham. And today, this is episode 21. We are the storytellers. And we are going to be talking about the importance of storytelling and the role it plays in creating a culture, especially when you're starting from scratch. Uh, but before that, how are we doing, Hannah? Good. This has been an intense week. We're gearing up for the senior banquet on Sunday. So super excited, but there's a lot to do still. So this is our annual senior banquet. It's the, what, the third time we've done this? Yeah. So last year, there was no such thing as events. So 2018, 2019, and now this year. And we have actually two. This is the first time we used to do one senior banquet, but because of social distancing in the church, there's a capacity. And so we're doing two senior banquets back to back. So we two have two events to, in one night. Yeah, two events. So we'll do one for crossings and then we have 30 minutes that we have to turn it over and clean off all the tables and uh, clear the whole room and then start it all over again. Yep. Never did been done before, but I think we could do it. Yeah. And uh, two weeks ago, we actually had our first event since all the COVID stuff started. Yeah, that, it was a highly anticipated park day and it was it was a lot of fun. It was super fun. I think everyone was so excited to just do something. We had 150 people between the two stores. And uh, it was... uh, And one ice cream truck. We did get an ice cream truck. And I will tell you, that was remarkable. That was a great idea. Whose idea? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) To see 100 team members run down the hill towards the ice cream truck. That was my favorite part. That was fun, yeah. Okay, uh, so storytelling. When I say storytelling, uh, I'm not talking about, you know, like campfire storytelling. Although we do love to tell a good story. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's what we're here for, right? But uh, so this is not even like really, you know, storytelling with words. Uh, it's more about capturing moments, capturing stories through photos. So think of it more about you being the historian, the historian of your culture. And in that role, you get to choose, do you capture the good memories or the bad memories? Do you capture how tough the job is or do you capture the high fives you get to tell those stories and that's so important it's especially important right now in the season that we're in where everyone's recruiting uh, looking for applicants and everyone it feels like is shorthanded the stories that we tell our potential team members have never been more important so this episode and its importance is very timely speaking of timely (laughs) just do your own segue (laughs) Am I allowed to do that? I guess so. You make the rules in this podcast. It's May 13th right now. And we are like uh, on the the month. This month is our anniversary two years of doing this podcast. Can you believe it? (laughs) I actually can't. My (laughs) life is passing me by. Just kidding. But time really does fly. Yeah, I can't believe it. So it's funny because in the intro, I need to record a new intro, by the way. It says 160 team members. And you're going to hear it in a second because I haven't recorded it. And I'm not gonna. Uh, but we currently have like 220. So we've even grown in the last two years quite a bit. So if it felt like a pressure cooker then, it's even more so. So anyways, these, well done now. Yeah, these stories are very important. And hopefully we're telling you good stories uh, about our culture as well. So this is episode 21. We are the storytellers. I love my job. High volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible. And when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework 
but it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them, and we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York, and Love Works here. So every time we do an in-store event, like a princess night or a daddy-daughter date night, superhero night, we'll have a camera for the event that will take pictures of the event. And one of the things that I ask the person running the event to do is before the end of the night, go around the store, go around the kitchen, and take photos of the team members. And at the end of the night, I process these photos. And one night I was processing a bunch of photos and I had to call Christine and say, what was going on at the store? Because these photos look like a lot of fun. Was the event crazy? And she goes, no, it was pretty slow. Was it just, was it wild? Like what was going on? And she said, it was, it was really uneventful. And I'm like, the store, these photos are, are tell a different story. And uh, so one of the photos I got to, well, this girl, Allie, was taking them and she was running the event and she had turned the camera around. It was a big DSLR camera with a big lens and she turned it around and, and took the photo of herself and a couple of other people. And uh, it's basically a selfie, but which is tougher with a huge camera. <laughs> and so she has this picture and her mouth is wide open and she's like, ah, you know, like this crazy face. She's having so much fun. And if you know this girl, she is bubbly. She is just so animated. And I realized the photos looked like fun because Allie's energy was coming through the camera and she was firing everybody up and then taking that shot. And she was the storyteller that night. And the story that she was telling was that they were having a lot of fun. So here's the question. Was it actually a fun night or was it only fun when Allie walked into the kitchen and took the photos? But here's the reality. It doesn't matter. To the people who weren't there, like me, the night was obviously fun, but even to the people who were there, the photos were posted on the wall in the break area. They were more tangible and concrete than their actual memories, so that's what they remembered. So Allie got to be the storyteller that night, and the story she told was that it was a fun night, and it became remembered as one. So how do we apply this to our own culture journey? Every one of us has the same opportunity that Allie did. In episode 12, we talked about the orientation and you might have listened to that episode and thought like, oh man, that sounds like so much fun. You guys put a banner up, you do this name tag thing and there's, you know, there's all these things that we do to make it special. And you might have listened to that and said, man, I want to do some of that, but our orientation is still just paperwork and it's still just plain and boring and maybe I haven't gotten the green light to do those things. That's okay. Here's the secret. If you take a photo of your orientation group and you post it to your group or to social media, they'll remember orientation was fun because you provided the story that said we had a fun time. If you don't give them a photo, if you just, uh, you know, don't take any photo or anything, all they're going to have to remember is the paperwork and they're going to say it was boring. Give them something to remember. You get to be the historian and you get to tell that story. It should not work that we're able to guide the narrative in that way, but it really does. One of my favorite days when we're thinking about that is Cow Appreciation Day because I love a good Cow Appreciation Day as, Who next, doesn't? as much as the next person. But our pictures from that day, it's the same thing we were just talking about with Allie and the family family night, we make our rounds at the end of the night and take a picture of the team. Our rules for Cow Appreciation Day is that they have to use some fabric to accessorize. Yeah. So they're in uniform, but they get to you know have whatever accessory they decide to make. So we go around, we take the pictures, they look like they're having a fun time, and then that's what the team remembers. So they don't remember the actual hordes and herds from Cow Day. They remember, you know, smiling pictures in front of a balloon arch with their accessories. It's true even for me. Honestly, when I think about it, all I remember is our team members 
at the end of the night cow print bows with like these headbands and you know things around their wrists oh, and yeah my favorite are like the ninjas in the kitchen yeah so anyway so every year we're you know we're like oh let's do it again you know <laughs> so recently here's another one uh christine was doing her talk at our leadership retreat and she wanted to show photos of her as a team member as a crew lead as a team lead and then as a director and just kind of show that, you know, of her 14 year journey. And so she went through looking at all her photos and she said, I can't find a photo of me in a red shirt. That was in, when I first got hired. And I went through all my photos and I, I literally have a photo. We took, was one time we took a photo of every team member and there was only like 24 of them. This was like in 2008. And for whatever reason, Christine's not in that list. And so I don't have a photo of her in a red shirt. But here's the crazy thing. When I look back, I have to really say, was she ever actually a redshirt team member? Because I literally don't remember that. Now, that was 14 years ago, but I don't have any memories. I have plenty of memories of her being a marketing director, a team lead, a crew lead, because I have photos of that. That is both fascinating and also terrifying. The fact that those memories are just gone from my brain. And the only thing that I, I really do remember are the photos that we took. That's really funny. So I was putting together our senior video for the banquet on Sunday. And one of our team members, Rachel, love her. She was talking about her favorite memory. And I was going through and I was like rewatching it as I was putting it into the video. And she talks about, she says it with such confidence. Like my favorite memory at Chick-fil-A was 4th of July in 2020 because we played all these games and blah, 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 blah. I was thinking to myself, 4th of July in games? What in the world is she talking about? But then I'm going through like B-roll footage. The 4th of, of July 2020 was like, we were, it was lockdown time. Like yeah. there was not games. We did, take, we did take pictures of like red, white, and blue. I remember everybody had their masks and they were in front of a flag, but we didn't play any games. Yeah. But she was talking about these games and I was watching video from senior week and we had a day called red, white, and blues day. That's what it was. So we had hung up flags all around the dining room and they're red, white, and blue. So I could see how her mind would have done the math and said that was 4th of July. So all of the pictures that she's remembering, like that was her favorite, like that is what she declared as her favorite memory was something that didn't even exists. So uh, if Allie's photo said the night was fun, then people will ultimately remember the night being fun. And if your photos of your orientation were fun, and even the photos of senior week, which looked like 4th of July, these are the photos that people will remember. So the point is, again, you get to be the storyteller. So it's important that you're actually taking these photos. So let's switch gears and talk about why this is relevant, especially today in today's what what they're calling the talent crisis. I should cue some music like bum, 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 the talent <laughs> well, crisis. Well, you just made your own. Why well, do you need to? Okay, that's fair. So uh, let's recap the 2021 talent crisis. We are in the month of May 2021. Let's not get political here. No, no, no. So many people have, have asked, they've, they've, they've asked and said, has this affected you? And I think that it has affected some areas of the country more than others, but there is everywhere you look, everywhere you drive, there is now hiring signs everywhere. That's true. And things are opening back up and everyone's looking for people. So we have had people ask, um, you know, hey, you, you have the LoveWorks culture, you're doing this podcast, like what are you guys doing and has it affected you? It has. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are so, not immune. So we have had actually a lot of kids that have started back into school and realized for the first time like now they're going back to school in person and it's and it all happened in like a, like with three days notice oh yeah yeah like Thursday, the school said going back to school monday yeah we're back in school and so we've lost a lot just to focus on school and then to top that off there have been a lot of these internships where companies that are you know these are good career companies are now in desperate need of people so they're going down to these college graduates and saying like start this internship immediately 
And so we're losing good people to that. So we have definitely felt it. We're going to feel it when it gets hotter and people are working in 100 triple digit weather. We're going to feel it some more in the summer when our graduates who... (laughs) Are all going after school. Are all going like. after school. So we we are we are gonna feel this continuously. So this is this is the 2021 talent crisis, what they're calling it. Uh, but let me let me just give you a theory about this that I have, and I I I feel like I've seen this um, in past years when there was like this war for talent, and that is anytime there is a war for talent. It starts with the battle of wages, and that means that restaurants and businesses are just jacking up the wages to try and to outdo each other, and so everyone keeps raising the wages, and then eventually it ends with this battle of culture, and what happens is, you know, these businesses will basically lure uh, team members in and recruit them with, I'll pay you a dollar more, I'll pay you two dollars more. So people kind of scramble, everyone shifts around, and they take money from, you know, a dollar more, two dollars more. And then eventually, when the dust settles, then people start to say, did I make the right choice? Am I really happy? Was the dollar two that I, that I made extra, is it worth it? I want to find a job. They, they first sought out a job for money. And now the next time they go looking for a job, it's going to be, I want to look for a place that that's, I'm going to be happy. And so when that happens, uh, the, the businesses with good cultures will ultimately win. And so if we know the battle is going to be won on the culture side, the smart businesses, and hopefully that's you listening right now, say, instead of getting involved in this wage war and trying to outdo all our competitors, let's just shift over to the other ridge where the battle is really going to be won in the culture. So to give you like a concrete example of that, uh, I've heard of a, a nearby competitor that's offering $400 for a new hire. And what does that even mean? Like if one of your employees recruits someone, that employee will get a $400 bonus for recruiting. That is crazy. And they're like a mile from us, right? Huh. Uh, so currently, so just two weeks ago, we did a park day and the park day wasn't free. It cost about $350 per store. Now, during that park day, we had uh, some people brought their friends and one of them decided, hey, this is a great place. He already fit right in. Yeah, he. Everyone was like, "Why don't you work with us?" And so eventually, they they uh, you know he we won him over, and he was in orientation. I'm super excited for him to start too. just the other day, and he already everybody loves him. They already have like nicknames. We got stopped like ten times on the orientation tour for people to say hi. So this guy and. You know, I'm not going to say that we did the event for this purpose. We did not. We did this event for our team and just because it was fun. But the event cost $350 if we got one one person out of it, you know, like... And his sister is applying. He said that's two people. So, you know, uh, it's just crazy. The, the, the culture war really... And here's the thing, like that guy left another business. He had another job that he walked away from. I guarantee he's not making more money. He's probably making the same or less. So really, really is like the culture will be the one where when the dust settles, a business with a good culture will attract the best people. So we really need to be in the business of making sure instead of fighting this wage war, really putting our money into the culture side, because that's where people are going to end up. So all that said, if you're dealing with this talent crisis, which we all are, your best bet so many brands are forcing this with like cash incentives and trying to, you know, recruit in by, by offering, you know, incentives. Uh, good people can sniff that stuff out a mile away. And the best thing we can hope for as a brand is for team members to post organic material to their social media that indirectly tells their friends, I love my job, or maybe just I love the people that I work with. 
because when the dust settles and in the wage war and good talent is looking for places to work with healthy cultures, you want your brand to stand out. Uh, so that said, what are you doing today in your business to provide your team members with what I call quote unquote moments worth sharing so that you are telling that story and giving them something to pass on. Well, really, aren't they the storytellers then? Well, eventually, yes. <laughs> They're reposting your stories. Uh, and so, okay, so they might say, you might say, uh, well, my store, and this is, we, we hear this from, from leaders saying like, thank you for sharing what you do, but my store needs, they really need to give me the green light. Like my boss needs to give me the green light to, to invest in this culture and to do the fun events. Like I wish I could do a park day and the special orientation. And, and if we did that, then there would be moments to capture but I want to tell you, you don't have to wait for all those things. You are the storyteller today and you can provide the moments worth sharing today. So what do I mean by that? I told you earlier that Ali took the camera and took the photos, walked through the kitchen and took the photos. She made the photos fun and suddenly the job seemed more fun. So obviously we're talking about people being intentional about taking more photos but of what, right? So what are we going to, if you have a camera, so tomorrow you say, okay, I'm going to bring my camera to work. We're going to start this. This is going to be a great recruiting thing. We're going to share these moments we're sharing and we're going to start sharing with the team. What are we going to take pictures of? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a list. We're going to talk through those. But first, a story about how we can find and capture these moments. So we did a beach day, right? And so we like, we Hannah, you are all about the scavenger hunt. and Love a good scavenger hunt. Yeah. So Hannah does scavenger hunts. For, I especially love when they rhyme. <laughs> so for birthdays, like you're famous for doing, like for Jake's birthday, doing a scavenger hunt for him every year. And so we're doing a beach day and Hannah's like, we got to do a scavenger hunt. And, but at the same time, there was this need of like, well, we also need to take photos so we can have photos of the event. And of course, so she just put the two together. It's yeah, a photo it scavenger like, hunt. And so we, we ended up with the idea of a photo scavenger hunt. And at the end of, instead of, so there was a paper with all these things and take a picture of this, take a picture of that. And it, the rule is always your whole team has to be in the photo. Your whole team. I don't want photos of stuff. I want photos of you. Yeah, that's right. So it was like, go take a photo of like a sand crab, but your whole team needs to be in the photo and there needs to be a sand crab. And so it was a really just a bunch of teams with a bunch of photos. Of ridiculous. Group, photos. Group, <laughs> ridiculous. And they got crazier and crazier. But it was genius in the way that we had, like just imagine this. If your team is doing a scavenger hunt and they're checking things off a list, at no point during that scavenger hunt does anyone like take the time to say, hey, doing a scavenger hunt and post that to Instagram, Snapchat, Well, or it's a race too. Yeah, like you have no time. And then when it's over, you either won or you didn't and then you don't post anything because you, you've had no time to take photos. But what we provided them with was a phone full of moments worth sharing. And uh, it's so great because like at the end of the day, I was like, man, this was so great. Look at all their phones are just filled with these photos. Which did actually backfire a little bit because while Snapchat saw the photos, we never got them for the break room. No, we didn't. And I, well, I kind of wanted them for the culture book too. But yeah, I remember going like, where are all these photos at? And we're like, like the team captains have they're them on all. their phone. And they were like, well, they just posted them. And like, so we never got them back, but really it didn't matter. Like the fact that they were on their phones, uh, it just goes to show like you have, and they were sharing them obviously, but um, these moments we're sharing were on their phones. They were being shared. And again, the story being told was either I love my job or I love the people that I work with. And that is, I mean, that's the best recruiting we can do is our team members sharing to their friends that they love what they do. That only existed because we turned something into a photo scavenger hunt that gave them those moments on their phone. So 
what are other moments we're sharing that we could be capturing daily? And it's worth noting that we're not like faking anything or creating something that wasn't already there. It really is just making those, like the things that seem like nothing into something. That's right. Yeah, like I said, they're already happening. Whether you like it or not, they're happening in your store. If you capture them, then you can, you know, you could tell that story. Uh, but before, let's, I keep saying, we're gonna, we're gonna, no, but before we list them, here's an important thing. You've got to have a place to post these things. I've talked about like the break wall, the break room wall, but we're going to give you some moments that happen daily and there isn't enough room on your walls <laughs> to tell all these stories because uh, they're going to be coming at you and you certainly don't have time to print them out and get them processed and everything. So you need a place where you can be sharing these. So we definitely recommend uh, like an app, a platform. Uh, there is uh, Slack, the Slack app, uh, GroupMe, there's also Crew is another one that we, we've heard is good, but we haven't tried yet. But all, all three of these, we should be getting paid for this right now. <laughs> uh, but all three of these are good. There's probably other ones. But the point is, come up with a store-wide or a business-wide uh, platform that you can share and just set some ground rules. Like this isn't a place where people can say like, hey, can someone take my shift? I'm too sick to work. This is a place where we share important items like you know business matters and positive stories, great stories. Uh, nothing negative. If you, you know, as a boss, if you got something negative, if you're going to say like, Hey, everyone stop doing this. Like that doesn't need to happen on this platform. This is <laughs> smiling picture, smiling picture. Yeah. Reprimand. Again, yeah, this is, this, you are the storyteller. You are the historian. These are good, good stories here. So Hannah, let's start with these. These are the things that are happening every day that actually, if, if we could open up our team app, our Slack feed, you would see just daily on ours that are constantly constantly showing up yeah and we were just recently asked by an operator like how do we make the you know the days not seem just like the same old same old or how do you make it more exciting once they're in from orientation and like that was a fun day and now they're just a team member and when he asked i was like how do we oh we don't we don't have to do that like there actually is something every day so first birthdays with you know a staff of a hundred whose birthday is it today eli shout okay. out to eli because he, he we it's in our feed i know yeah i did know that before that but and yesterday, yesterday was hannah v yeah but with 100 team members and 365 days in the year you're already pretty much set for that yeah um and then anniversaries that's the next one anniversaries um which are probably every every few days there's another anniversary okay so wait hold on moments worth matt moments worth sharing so what do we do i mean do you just take a picture of the cake no here's what we do right for if they work on their birthday they do get a picture they yeah we take we have this little banner that we hang out says happy birthday and then we sing happy birthday and then we have a little cake that we'll get them at the grocery store and we take a picture. And so there's all these groups of people around them. Now, if they don't work, <laughs> our our leaders have gotten so Yasmin. clever. It's Yasmin doing a phenomenal she, job. What she does is she finds photos of them. And this happens at both stores. I got to give credit. Like It is something that both stores do. And I love it. They actually find photos of past things where somebody was like holding a list or somebody was holding something. And they just, um, like on Instagram, they'll go and then put a sticker of a cake on top of the photo. So it looks like they're holding a cake and they'll put confetti it's in the background. not quite Photoshop, but... Oh, it is like so crudely done uh, that it's funny. It's like just, it's crazy. But there's confetti and everything. And almost like sometimes the photos that they create are better than the ones that they actually get. But anyway, it's worth sharing. And so... Uh, those are those are things. Anniversary, same thing. If they're there, we take a group photo and everyone is, you know, pointing at the person and, you know. And that's kind of another one of those, like something out of nothing. So that day could come and go, but it's something that we're intentional about celebrating. 
That's right. Yeah, because I, we have had, you know, maybe 10, 12 years ago where someone's anniversary or their birthday came and went and we never captured it. So the next one, new hires and orientation. Are, we, we just that talked about that. But Hannah, you have your orientation story of doing paperwork and that's what you remember. You remember in your it memory. It was E-Train on the iPad, actually. Yeah, it was doing, it was on the iPad in the dining room and you just remember like looking at the team members and you were there. Now, in your orientation, if somebody would have said, okay, now we're going to do a photo and everyone group around Hannah and everyone give her a high five or thumbs up, whatever, and they would take that photo, that would have been part of your memory. But it's not, you know, that we have we have the opportunity there. Yeah, so, and I will say like the same thing. I have a similar story to Christine's where it was maroon polos at the time, but there's not a picture in existence, I don't think, of me wearing one. But as far as the team members now taking that picture, I'll airdrop them before they go home. <laughs> and usually like they'll end up somewhere. So it's really funny that the, they want them once they realize it's an option. They do. But, they absolutely do. Uh, okay, so the next one, heartwarming guest stories. So these happen. Uh, we had one time a, uh, a horse come through drive-thru. It hasn't just happened once. This is a couple times. Yeah. And so there's sometimes that they'll say like, oh yeah, that, that happened. And I'm like, why didn't you take a picture of it? Right. Cause if I'm there, I'm taking a picture of this and I'm putting it on our app and I'm like, what? And, and it gets like, people love a good dog photo or a horse photo or a dog eating ice cream, like anything like that. Like the team loves that stuff, but it happens all the time. We just got to take a photo of it, you know? So heartwarming guest stories are another one uh, when there's just something cool. There's someone's birthday and we do something special for them. If we can capture that and share it with the team, again, you know, they might not go and, and, and share that, but they're going to remember their day was, you know, what happened today? Oh, a, a horse came through drive through Of all the things that happened, that's what they remember. Why? Because there's a photo of it, you know? Yeah. There was this one night I remember where I don't know why we like needed something like maybe it's just a tough night or something but we there was this one girl on outside expo like outside expo or meal delivery and so she was asking great she always would ask like any weekend plans so we're like it's ariana so we're like ariana like that's a that's a great move like i wonder who out here could find like the guest with the best weekend plans or the guest who had like just had the most exciting weekend and so they turned it into this whole contest we ended up posting her picture later because she definitely won the contest but they were coming back with all these kinds of like it was these people are on the way to the hospital to have a baby and then it was oh, oh but this goodness. person already had their baby <laughs> like, oh, and they my. were just one-upping them like that but it resulted in great guest connections but also a team that like remembers that night of asking about the plans that's awesome uh notes of appreciation right these are something that we've seen like we've seen one team member want to say something nice about another team member you know hey i just want to shout out to this person i saw them cleaning this or i saw them doing this for a guest and i don't i know no one else saw it but i just it really inspired me and so those kind of things they show up every so often and it's just really neat uh really neat to see yeah for both the person celebrating and being celebrated so the next one is obviously the biggest hour the biggest day any any record breaking at all um, capturing that. I mean, obviously that happens in our business and everybody gives high fives and everything. Uh, we had to capture it because you know what, if you don't capture it, it never happened. Uh, those, those tend to happen. They happen more often, uh, than we think. And you can, you can find records to break, you know, like the biggest 15 minute increment that we've ever done (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, we just, um, again, with the, I just feel like a broken record, but oh, the senior footage. But one of our our graduating seniors was really impacted by our biggest day ever. And again, we we were there because we were, I don't remember what we were filming. Like we were filming something anyways, and it just lined up. Yeah, we were doing a promo video, like an orientation video we were filming. And we needed footage of it. And we just so happened to... We're like, oh my gosh, if we stay another hour, like we might do it. This might be the biggest 
night ever and so so you were already walking around with the camera so i think that contributed a little bit but then they did end up hitting the hour but it was like every second of it was recorded like the moment we found out and then the team inside the team in the kitchen the team outside on ipads so all of those like they were great photos too but all of those got recorded and so as far as like it was her favorite memory at chick-fil-a ever there was more than one who said like the that their favorite memory was the night we broke the record now fast forward to two months later we almost just broke our record the other night those nights were pretty much identical. You know, it's busy all day and it's busy all night. The only difference was I was there with a camera and I took their picture and there was some anticipation. It's just crazy. Like the difference it makes now did the photo was the photo what made her remember the best night or was it me taking the The feeling of being celebrated? Yeah. Of some, a feeling that they were, their photo was worth being taken that night. But either way, it's, it's just important that we're intentional about capturing those moments and sharing those stories. Yeah. So they're moments worth sharing, but they're also people that feel that they are worth sharing. So when you capture these, and you give them to the team, you're giving them moments we're sharing and allowing them to share these stories then with their friends. Keep in mind that regardless of where your culture's at, these moments are still going to happen anyway, every day. You are just capturing them and being intentional. And the happier the photo, the happier the memory because you are the storyteller. Uh, and, and the last one is promotions, right? I mean, that's obvious one that, that we do. And our promotions... Uh, and finishing checklists, you know, we have these checklists, the 30 day checklist, the advanced team member checklist, curly checklist. And every time for years, it used to be, Hey, I finished my checklist. What do I do with this? And it's like, Oh, just put it in the, um, in the box of the training director. And then, you know, and that was it. And then they'd walk to the office and they'd put their checklist in the box. It's so sad to think of that's what the process was before. And now the process is I'm done with my checklist. Oh my gosh, everyone get around this person and take a photo. And you have a person holding up their checklist and a bunch of people like all around them pointing at the checklist, you know, thumbs up. And and then we share that photo, you know, guess who just finished their checklist? It's just another moment to share. Man, that, that means a lot. Like the checklist means a lot to the person that finished it. But that photo is just capturing the whole essence of all their work. So what a missed opportunity that we were sitting on that now we're taking full advantage of. But these things, even if you don't have checklists, even if you have, hey, it was the first time they did a boil out, the first time (laughs) they changed the henny penny spring or whatever, like take a photo of it. Uh, Again, fine, fine memories to share because you are that storyteller. And it's free. It's all free. Oh my gosh, it's free. You guys, it doesn't, you don't have to raise all your wages by a dollar or $2. Uh, what does Trick Kathy say? Courtesy is cheap, but it pays great dividends. Okay, social media. Uh, we talked about utilizing the break room to share these stories. And we talked about getting a platform like GroupMe or Slack. Um, but social media is the obvious one. So getting an Instagram account and posting these to there. Uh, we, I mean, some of the, the advice that we give, if you're going to do an Instagram account, which you definitely should, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's free, it's free real estate, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but when you do that, manage your feed. Uh, if you go like, oh, we're going to put all our, all our birthdays on Instagram. Well, you're going to have too many birthdays. We have had trial and error. Yeah, we, we've done that. Uh, but you can use like the Instagram stories for that, you know, but just manage your feed to where it's balanced. We like to say like do one to three posts a week. Uh, some stores like to do one every day I mean, you can, but, um, you know, we find that good stories will travel, you know, good stories are what it's all about. And we don't like to post stuff if we don't have a good story and, you know, really, really good stories. You can get, you know, one to three of those a week, but we try not to do recruiting posts at all, actually. Uh, you won't find a post where we say, hey, we're looking for people. 
now hiring. Um, my personal philosophy is everyone, everyone's hiring right now, everyone. Uh, and the people that are looking for jobs, like the, the good people looking for jobs, they aren't looking around for, oh, who's hiring? What they're looking for is where are the places that I would love to work? So I would advise you fill your feed with stories that tell that people love working here. And you will speak to applicants. You will speak to the right applicants that you want because all your, all your help wanted posts will tell them, uh, the only thing that'll tell them is that you're desperate for, for people. And that's, you know, everybody is, you know, tell good stories. And we're, I mean, our bio has our link and things like that. So we're not, we're not yeah, against I mean, those things. If someone's looking to work with us, we don't want to have, we don't want to have them work too hard to find the How link. do I even get in? <laughs> yeah. So on our, yeah, on our Instagram bio, it does say, you know, apply here. And occasionally we will write with the orientation post, you know, and like, Hey, these joined our, you know, they just joined our family. And at the very bottom, we'll say, if you're interested in joining our family uh, as well, uh, you know, there's a link in the bio to apply. So we will mention it. We don't want, you know, to make it so obscure that they can't find it. But uh, it, it's but yeah, always leading with stories. That and help wanted. That's right. I don't know. That's it, Hannah. Uh, so everything in this episode has been about storytelling. I was going to make the title something about recruiting in 2021. Because really, I mean, that's what we all, we're all looking for recruiting ideas. You know, it really is about storytelling. And if you do it well then you will be a good recruiter. But uh, anyway, that's it. If you've appreciated anything in this episode, then uh, go, go to the Apple Podcast app and give us a rating uh, of five stars, preferably. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever uh, you want. <laughs> uh, and write us a comment. Uh, you know, I will say that we have been, we have been insanely busy, as, as Hannah said. Um, but just everything that's gone in 2020 and now 2021, uh, taking time uh, to record this is has been a real challenge, uh, but uh, but because someone by the name of Bryant Douglas posted a comment that uh, he simply said, "I love these, and I know life is busy, but especially especially at Chick Fil A, uh, but would totally love to see more of these." Bryant, you inspired me. So this episode was for you. Thank you for taking the time to send that. Uh, messages like those, I, I send them to Hannah. I forward, I screenshot <laughs> them, send them to her, and I'm like, "When are we recording the next one?" These, you know, um, it's inspiring. So Is that thank our first you. First dedication. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think I've done one before, but uh, but I appreciate it. That means a lot to me. So. Uh, well, until next time, this is Sean and Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself and be well. Mm-hmm.